Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Christian Apologist Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're having a very blessed week so far. If this is your first time listening or your 10th time, I hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you do, please consider subscribing to our podcast channel. And if you're listening to us on an Apple podcast, give us a five-star rating and leave a comment. This just helps our channel get recognized and more people see it and listen in. And if you like what you hear, look at the description down below and go to our YouTube channel, like, subscribe, and hit the bell notification so you get notified every time we put out a new video. Now, with all that aside, let's dive in to today's podcast. Today's podcast is going to be very controversial, so we have to kind of handle it with a lot of respect. But we're going to talk about racism in America and just racism in general. Because I don't know if it's just me or not, but does it not seem like every time you turn around, the news has a story about racism? I mean, I've been seeing stories not only about cops acting inappropriately or racist uh, against the black community, but even average Joes being racist, not just the cops. And I mean, what's just what's going on with all of this? I mean, we even have a progressive Christian named Brandon Robertson, which I've done a YouTube video about, claiming Jesus was racist. I mean, it is literally everywhere. Racist that, racism here, racism there. And why does it just seem as though racism is more prevalent now than it has ever been before? Are we, and when I say we, I'm speaking as America as a whole, are we becoming more racist? Honestly, it does appear that way. But are we really becoming more racist, or is it just possible that with new technology such as the internet and phones with cameras and so forth, we're just more likely now able to capture the racism moments and broadcast it worldwide instantaneously? And what I mean is racism has been around almost since the beginning of time. It might not have always been targeted towards the black community, but nonetheless has been around against one particular race or another. So why does racism exist at all? Now, many people will say that it's because one race thinks of itself superior to another. Others can say it's a product of one's culture or it's a learned behavior. But regardless of why someone's racist, let me make it perfectly clear It is completely and utterly wrong. There's many reasons why we can say one individual is racist towards another person, but the answer can be summed up with actually only one word. Do you know what that one word is? Sin. That's really all there is to it. It is that simple. There's no psychology. There's no culture. There's no learned behavior. It's just flat out sin. And if you haven't noticed, racism isn't the only sin that is becoming more and more popular nowadays. Sexual sins are on the rise. Homosexuality is on the rise. Murder is on the rise. Greed is on the rise. Adultery is on the rise. Human trafficking is on the rise. Drug use is on the rise. And in fact, in a lot of states, we're even starting to legalize drugs. So what does that tell you? That tells you right there that sin itself is on a rise. But why aren't all sins being broadcasted on the news as bad and evil? I mean, have you noticed that? I believe it's because most other sins aren't as personal and as controversial as racism. And here's what I mean. When a person is murdered, we might find it sad and be upset about it. 
But unless we're actually tied to the situation, like, uh, for example, a family member or a friend of that person who was murdered, we actually move on pretty quickly from it. But if the murder or wrongdoing was from one race to another, then we as a specific race take it more personal. doesn't matter if you're the victim or the person causing the harm. And we should be. We should take that personal. This is not me giving a free pass to go off and cause riots or harm or, you know, damage to other people or their property, but it should enrage us. It should rage all of us, not just the race of the one the wrongdoing was done to, but also of the race who was doing the wrongdoing. Both sides should be completely enraged and outraged by this. And you know what? Satan knows how to get people wired up. He knows how to get us angry and stressed. And he for sure knows how to spread hate. Jesus says in Matthew 24, 7, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. In this passage, Jesus is speaking of towards the end times. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what does that passage have to do with racism? Well, the book of Matthew was written in Greek. And the word nation in Greek is ethnos. Ethnos is actually where we get the word ethnic or ethnicity. But the word ethnos in Greek can mean two things. It can mean nation, like we see in Matthew 24, 7, but it also can mean race. And I'm almost certain that in Matthew 24, 7, the Greek word ethnos here actually is meaning race. Now, here's why. Because it just doesn't make any sense for me to say, or for it to say, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, since a nation and a kingdom in those days were pretty much the same thing. In fact, since we're no longer living in approximately 85 AD, and that's about the time the book of Matthew was written, but we actually live in the 21st century now, the same passage could actually be read, race will rise against race and country against country. See, things are happening and have been happening just as Jesus said they would happen. So if things are happening just as Jesus said they would, and these things are obviously evil, then why are we looking towards the president or the government or laws or, you know, the retraining of the officers as a means of fixing the race issue? What do I mean by that? Evil acts are acts that flow from the heart. So how can we demand or expect the government to fix everybody's heart? They can't. I mean, how can we think that retraining an officer is going to change their heart? It's not going to change their heart. All the laws, all the training, all the rioting, all the volitional acts cannot be solved externally. They have to be solved from within, and that is done through God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The more we embrace other less physical sins, such as homosexuality, transgender, adultery, sexual immorality, and so forth, the more other more physically and emotionally harmful sins are going to run rabid, such as racism, murder, rape, molestation, and so forth. I mean, if we want to truly make a difference with racism in the United States, 
we need to stop kicking God out of the country. We need to stop kicking him out of the United States and stop calling what is evil good and what is good evil. The more we fight against God, the worse it's going to get. And if we truly want to minimize racism, and I say minimize because honestly, to completely abolish it is like saying that we can get rid of sin altogether by ourselves. But what we need to do is we need to bring God back into every aspect of our lives, of our government, and of our schools. I saw just today the officer that was charged with the the murder of George Floyd was found guilty on all accounts. And honestly, I think that was the right judgment. I believe justice was served. That man was killed in cold blood. Now, I know a lot of naysayers out there will say that, you know, he was committing a crime. Um, Honestly, I didn't pay much attention to the video, so I don't know if he actually resisted or not, but some will say he did. But that is no reason to have somebody murdered. And he was murdered. It wasn't an accident. It was murder. He literally purposely put his knee on the back of his neck until he couldn't breathe no more. With that aside, I also want to point out that what Maxine Waters said about basically um, there needs to be rioting and all kinds of stuff if he's found not guilty, and the people that were threatening to riot and all this stuff if he was found not guilty, that was not right either. I understand outrage. I understand being upset. I understand being mad. But I also know that there's a right way to handle things and there's a wrong way. And I understand that a lot of people sit there and say that because of the rioting and everything else, they were just trying to bring attention to what is happening. I do understand that. So please don't mis, you know, understand what I'm trying to say. Don't take out of context what I'm trying to say because I do understand that. But I also know from what I saw on TV after the George Floyd incident and with the rioting, most of these people you could tell weren't there for George Floyd. They were there to cause chaos. And that is exactly what the devil wants. He was there to cause chaos. I mean, how is stealing and breaking into other people's stuff and hurting other people, innocent individuals, bringing notification to your cause? It's not. It's just showing, you know, honestly, from from that side, from the people that, you know, back up the cop that, you know, that are behind him 100%, it just gives them something to bite off of because they're saying, well, see, this is how they acted. You know, this is how all the people, and that that's not meaning the black community. I'm talking about everyone that rioted. There was all different colors in their rioting, so let's not turn this into a race-baiting you know, episode where y'all are trying to be like, oh, he said they. No, I'm talking about the people rioting. They're going to say, well, because of the people rioted, that's why the cops retaliate and act the way they do. I'm not saying that's a good answer. I'm not saying that justifies what they did or what he did. I'm saying that is what they're going to use as a stance. So there's no point in giving them a foothold to stand on. What we need to do is we need to come together as a country, as children of God, 
We need to bring God back into our lives, bring God back into our schools, bring God back into our hearts, and then we can start seeing a difference. But to simply sit there and wait for the government to make a difference or to simply wait for you know, the police officers to do some retraining so that way these cops won't kill innocent people, I mean, that's ridiculous. People that kill people, that's a volitional issue. That's a heart issue. And that's not something that you can train. It's either you are caring and compassionate and you're God-fearing or you're not. I heard Morgan Freeman say one time when a gentleman asked him, how does he suppose that we get rid of racism? And Morgan Freeman replied, quit talking about it. And honestly, for the longest time, I thought that was the best answer I ever heard of. You know, he basically uh, told the gentleman, I forgot who was interviewing him, but it was, a, it was a white gentleman that was interviewing him. And he said, you know, I'm going to quit calling you a white man. You're going to quit calling me a black man. You're going to call me Morgan Freeman, and I'm going to call you by your name. And we're going to quit bringing race into it. And that was the best answer I had heard until it finally just dawned on me that I don't think even stopping talking about it would make it go away because it's never going to go away because we as humans are have a simple nature but I do believe it can be minimized and I believe the only way it can be minimized is through God I hope you enjoyed today's podcast next week I'm hoping that uh, we're going to end up having an interview discussion dialogue with the Messianic Jew Um, If you don't know what that is, you're going to find out next Wednesday. So see you back here next Wednesday, and God bless.